Daily news, breaking updates, and exclusive podcasts. iTricks.com. Hello, and uh, welcome to a special wildlife edition of the iTricks Magic Weekend <laughs> Review with our first repeat guest, except for Justin Robert Young, who we're not counting because he's not really a guest. He's family. It's Rick Lax. Rick, how are you? Hi, I'm so good, uh, and I've got the craziest series of animals to bring out uh, for all of your viewers uh, to see and enjoy. That's, so, uh, that's so come great. Come close to the set. And- and, or is this one the radio one? Is this just the podcast? Yeah, we have the cameras going. No, no, bring on the wallabies anyway. It's it's all good. Uh, okay, okay, guys, come on. Ah, uh, yeah, they're they're gone. They're gone. They got out. Uh, let's just talk about magic instead. They're gone. We can if we can if you want. Or I mean, with the new year, I'm trying to be more organized and more professional with my podcasting. So I mean, I had topics we could talk about, like the pre World War One factors that led to the modern socio political dynamic in the Middle East. Or we can talk about magic and junk. It's uh, your call. Uh, well, as for the former, yes, let's get to that. But also, holy cow, has this been the most confusing intro? to any I tricked interview. They heard wildlife stuff and free World War One and we know what we're joking about, but you're poor viewers. Basically I'm I'm at Sunset Park. There's a lot of ducks around. They were making noises before you guys started listening. Yeah, and as and, soon as we uh, mentioned them, boom, was, they're silent. They're just like Right, right, total silence. And now it's like what the hell are those guys talking about? Why why is this guy invited back for a second podcast? Well my friends, I'm going to show you why, beginning with my answer to the following question. Oh, am I supposed to ask that? Oh, okay. So, yeah, 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 with the following question. And you no, because I was, I, was I was really excited to find out why we were having you back on again. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I know. I, I, I don't know. You're hard up. Murray Sawchuck said no, I assume, <laughs> and I got the last-minute call. Hey, 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 Murray! Murray didn't say no. I did. I'll probably get to Murray again uh, this year. Murray okay. was a good guest. I like Murray. Uh, he, he's great. I love to have him on Wizard Wars. Would love to uh, work with him again. He just you, started a hold new on, show. Hold on, stop, uh, stop. Planet Planet Hollywood. You just reminded me of something. You Whoops. screwed those guys when Murray was on. How dare you give them a puppy? Whoa! That was so evil. Whoa! Whoa! I even, whoa. I even emailed you uh, after that. It was like, me, dude, a puppy? Are you insane? <laughs> So, uh, with the Wizard Wars, when we pick the object, uh, I think of most of them, and then there's this whole process of approval between the production company and between sci-fi. Right, and right, like, objects, you I'm can't like, use that because they'll lose a finger or all that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, there's illegal stuff. You can't use that because it's too small. You can't use this because it's not interesting. But as soon as I said the word puppy, everyone's eyes just lit up, and everyone's like, yeah, puppy. That was like the one item where there was no debate over. Everyone wanted to use the puppy. But that just seems like, I mean, beyond the fact that, like, as a contestant, seeing that puppy, I would I would just be ready to punch you in the, <laughs> in the face. Because I'm like, puppy, I, an untrained puppy, are you nuts? Uh, um, just you'd think that there'd be like, oh, man. I mean. PETA and the, and the Humane Society and all this, you'd think that would be a big hassle, you know? No. 
well, it's, you know, it's a thing. Whenever we work with live animals, and, uh, you know, last season we did two. Uh, we did uh, earthworms, and we did uh, puppies. This season, in the premiere episode, uh, we've, got, uh, we've got mice. And whenever you work with live animals, yeah, you're going to bring along the ASPCA people or the Humane Society people just so they can make sure that we're, uh, we're not mistreating the animals. So it's, it is a, a whole to-do, but it's worth it because it's great TV to have live animals. Were the, were the earthworms a bigger ha- hassle than the puppies? Because it, it seems like uh, they like, were because they were hard to keep alive. They were so small. Yeah, no. So we did keep them alive, and we know that we kept them alive because we literally had an earthworm wrangler who was <laughs> counting the worms to make sure that they were dead. So we would go like twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. We've got all the earthworms. Let's let's go on. And then after all that care, they immediately like end up in a bait shop, right? <laughs> Right, I'm sure. Like they got the no, I uh, I'm so sure that they don't because they're on a these, farm. Yeah, these animal people, they are on. <laughs> no, they these earthworms are living the best life. I wish I could live the life of like an animal on Wizard Wars. We we really do treat the animals better than the wizards. Like animals get, they have the the best time on Wizard Wars. Uh, yeah, they get they get by. Uh, my dressing room, my trailer, they get all of my part. No, I don't actually get a dressing room or a trailer. I just get, uh, I, I use the restroom in my car. There you go. <laughs> the restroom in yeah. your car, AKA the, the seven 11 cup. Anyway, yeah. um, since, yeah. since we brought yeah. up with yeah. wars, we should probably talk about it. Uh, premiere is the 29th, correct? Thursday. We are dangerously close. I can feel it. Right. Right. Next Thursday, yeah. the 29th. Um, do yeah, you, Thursday the twenty ninth, uh, ten o'clock, nine central. We're 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 going to talk a, well, a bunch about Wizard Wars in a second because th- there are things I want to ask now that the sh- first few shows have been on and people are more familiar with it. But and there's some changes, and so we'll get to all that. But are do you feel in some way like uh, you're shepherding a new age in the sci-fi? Because since you started, and and they have dabbled in magic before. You know, they had yep. uh, Keith Barry, I think, special. They had a Darren Brown series really briefly. I think they had a, the yep. first Chris Angel television special years ago. Um, most of that back when they actually spelled sci-fi with C's, with a C. Yeah. <laughs> but um, now that, you know, you got Wizard Wars on, and you, they're pulling, they're buying up other magic properties. Troy has already premiered that they have they have purchased. Yep. They, they just announced, because uh, this kind of snuck up, this Close-Up Kings, which they picked up from Discovery Channels. Um, yep, I uh, I learned about that yesterday. I It just, man, I, you know, I keep an eye on these things, and I had heard of Close-Up Kings because I remember Discovery Channels International announcing it, but there was no word on it being yep. on American. All of a sudden, it just popped up. Boom, sci-fi on after the premiere of Wizard Wars. They're going to be premiering. So uh, are, are you uh, are you going to soon be facing off against uh, SmackDown for control of the non-science fiction content <laughs> on sci-fi? Oh, man. I, I would not want to start a fight with SmackDown. Uh, they, just yesterday, they were, for all of cable, they were number two in the ratings for the night. Sm- uh, they're just killing it, and I feel so fortunate that we get to go after them both because they pull such great numbers and because I'm kind of a wrestling fan. I was a super big wrestling fan as a kid. Uh, so this is just awesome that these two childhood passions of mine, we got one right after the other on sci-fi in one night. Love it. 
There you go. Maybe maybe uh, someday they'll they'll even you can you can use your influence to get on, be on on SmackDown, and kick some ass. Uh, yeah, the more likely guy for that would be uh, Greg Dow. So he's going to be on the premiere episode of Wizard Wars, and usually he performs as the Shocker in a, uh, a Mexican uh, wrestling mask, a Lucha Libre uh, Mex- uh, wrestling mask. Familiar with and, him. Uh, he, yeah, so he would be the one that we would send over to uh, to, to smack, uh, yeah, if they uh, wanted a magician wrestler. You could be like a, you could be like a Jimmy Hart kind of guy. You could... Yeah, I, I could yeah. be the, the mouth man. I, I could I could uh, talk it up. I could grill a monsoon up a, a storm. You, uh, you know what? You probably would. I, I mean, I'm not a huge wrestling fan. I have to admit. Okay. Um, even though I'm in a huge wrestling town, because St. Louis man and the Chase, we had our, you know, that that's one of the 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 the, the forebearers of the modern WWE, and and because uh, it's Andre the Giant wrestled out of here and bunch of other people oh, yeah. when i was a kid you know with with, with that broadcast yeah. um but uh you you can't be the first lawyer right like causing trouble <laughs> between uh, the wrestlers let's see there there was the irs man uh he was a he was a bad guy wrestler and i guess he wasn't a lawyer but he was very lawyer like he would come in with the briefcase and the the suit and the tie what was he called mr irs or the tax man something like that uh, oh, let's see what other lawyers are in wrestling. I don't know. I'm going to make some calls. I'm going to make some calls. You've got me thinking. They there, there, probably uh, need uh, a lawyer yelling at people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then if at the end you get body slammed, boom. That's fine. That's awesome. That's fine. It's, it's it pro- comes with the territory. Pro- hey, you know what? I, I've known professional wrestlers, uh, uh, not, not big time, but but amateur guys, and I've known you know, a lot of MMA guys. So, you know, I've I've trained guys, and I've worked in that. I've, you know, mentioned that on the show before. All the yep. professional wrestlers are way more, and you know, and it's it's fake and whatever, and but they are all way more torn up. Wait, 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 wait. What? What about wrestling? Say that again, dude. It's fake, and I'm gonna straight out say it. Whatever, I'll take you all on. Uh, I will throw uh, down with my, uh, <laughs> with my I've got some friends who might want to talk to you about that, uh, including there's a guy, a local guy in town, Astin Bodie. Uh, he was, what was he? Was he WWE, WWF? Like, he did the big league, and now he does freak show wrestling. And there's a lot of crossover with the magic community. So he's buddies with right. Bizarro and Greg Dow, and he hangs out here in Vegas. And uh, helps put on this awesome occasional event, freak show wrestling, where you can see clowns wrestling Jesus, and you can see uh, the ghost of Whitney Houston wrestling uh, whatever a clown. Lots of clowns. Lots of Why clowns. isn't that on TV? That I would watch. Uh, I'm I'm gonna work on that next. Give me time. We're just we're just going into more Wizard Wars. Give me time. Then we'll get to it. Then you could be Rick Lack's big time producer. You can have a card. And that's right. Say, big time producer. You know my my. Cus- I've already got the card. I say big time producer. I just don't actually fulfill that yet. So now it's a fake card. But that's how I started when I first moved to Las Vegas, and I wanted to get into the nightclubs without waiting in lines. I printed up these fake business cards that said Rick Lax, nightlife writer for Las Vegas Weekly. And then, like two years later, I actually became a nightlife writer for Las Vegas Weekly. Uh, so it all starts with the business card, and then you make it happen. There you go. 
There you go. Yeah. So everybody run to Vista Print right now. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. And good luck running because it's a virtual store, my friends. You're going to be running for a while. You know, and uh, just uh, be sure to pick something that won't actually get you arrested <laughs> if you claim to That's be right. that thing. That's right. Like, yeah, yeah. OBGYN is a bad thing to put on a card if you are not <laughs> indeed an OBGYN. <laughs> I, I agree. Nightlife writer is a much safer fake profession option. So, yeah, yeah. That's... Now, later when we, when you were the nightlife writer, we were like, dude, I already have the cards. <laughs> we're like, what? Uh, no, no. I, I gladly took the uh, the weekly cards because they were so much thicker. They were glossier. It looked great. Uh, it didn't say nightlife writer on it, though. So in, it, in a way, it was actually harder to get in. Because I would say I'm a nightlife writer, and then my card, which was the real Las Vegas Weekly card, uh, didn't say the word nightlife on it. So then I had to explain that I was the subsect of the magazine. Uh, so I guess in a way, the fake cards were better. Yeah. There you go. There you go. But yeah. did, did they warn you? Were they like, "There's some guy who runs around just getting into clubs, claiming <laughs> that he's got your job"? Like, I'll keep you an know, eye out, I, sir. I, <laughs> uh, I wish that happened, and I. I think the, the turnover rate is so high at the nightclubs that that would never happen. And the only reason I've spent time thinking about that is I'm thinking about moving to L.A. Uh, and if I do, I probably don't want to write anymore, but I would like to go places without waiting in line. So now I'm thinking of, you know, rebooting the old fake business card thing for Los Angeles Weekly or L.A. Times or whatever. Uh, and I'm just hoping that, yeah, no one will actually try to verify it. Right, right. I mean, yeah. You know, writing is is a great gig. My my uncle, I grew up. My uncle was a movie it? critic, and um, is it? It, well, writing for papers and stuff. Like I said, my uncle was a movie critic, and uh, he, as far as I know, he hasn't written a column in in years, and he still gets like all the free movies. You, could, I mean, he like literally could build a house with DVD. <laughs> That he's been sent. Uh, yeah, he's constantly like, "You got a Blu-ray player, right? Here, here you go. Here's some stuff. I don't, I don't know what it is." Uh, so yes, I agree that that's the upside of writing. Uh, it's it's also really lonely and doesn't pay well, and everyone hates you. Uh, but you do get free DVDs, so that that is true. Yeah, I mean that's it's a balance. It's all you know. Yeah, well, and not just free. He even gets that. like free. 50-50. It even got to the point he he gets like free video games and stuff. And I mean he's you know. He's like a grandpa. He doesn't, he doesn't have a video game system. He's just like, I don't even hear. I don't know what this is even for. All right, that's, Dude. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. He must have uh, uh, written for a big uh, paper. He wrote uh, – he was actually a syndicated guy. So he, he wrote for a lot of local – like like the, the the entertainment throwaway rag things, you know, that are yeah. in bars. Yeah. But you end up in so many places because of that. And then he also ran in some papers. Yeah. He was, if you know Joe Bob Briggs, uh, if you're familiar, uh, with, yeah, used to used familiar. to ha- used to be a TV. He used to have a TV show. He was Joe Bob Briggs driving cinema on uh, Cinemax or the Movie Channel, and he, he, he. Oh no, I don't know that at all. He wrote this dry this column about drive-in movies, and he's this, this like fake Texan guy who lives in a trailer park and writes about the drive-in and uh people who carried that which was a big column in the 80s my uncle was the serious movie review that would accompany joe bob rating films on how much blood beasts and boobies were in them so 
Ah, uh, gotcha. I would think now they would just have one guy do that with all the cutbacks in media. They would just have one guy to pretend to be the two characters, be the highbrow guy and the lowbrow guy. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, kind of like you, you and Justin Robert Young. Like, is you know the same for, but you you take on the different personas depending on you know. But we're uh, not. We're not the same person. We're not. Oh, I, if oh, if I we think, were the if think, we were the same person, don't you think secret. I'd have a better voice than this? Come on, if I could oh, do the Justin no, Robert that's, voice, that's, Young voice, do you think I would talk like the, this? That's what makes the character so good. And then when you did those those interviews with you guys, where you're just doing like the whole thing, like the whatever the Beavis and Butthead guy, Matt Judge does. That's what makes him so brilliant. That's yeah. why we love those interviews so yeah, much. A- actually, actually, secretly, we're we're, we're really George Takai. <laughs> <laughs> That's the secret. That's the secret. Uh, as soon as the microphone goes off, it's, oh, my. Oh, well, that's not bad. That's not bad. And this this is a bad uh, George Takei impression. Yeah. Uh, uh, although I can't say that George Takei, right? Takei. Takei, Takei. I'm not Takei. sure. I don't know. You, you, do, you do the impression. I'll do the pronunciation only because recently I started listening to Howard Stern, uh, and he's on it a lot. Right. And now, now everyone, oh, we better ask a magic question soon. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Here yeah. we go. It's, it's, uh, actually, we're at the halfway point. We should probably take a break. <laughs> oh, I'm exhausted. Okay, here we go. No, no seriously. Uh, we're going to talk magic after this. iTricks.com. Hello, this is Michael again with my little friend Paco. Paco, can you speak? Speak, boy. Come on, speak. Speak. Okay. The one time I want the Chihuahua to bark, he's not actually going to bark. But uh, I'm going to assure you that Paco wishes to join me in urging everyone out there to support your local no-kill animal shelter. Paco has been a part of our family for eight or nine years now. And um, despite the eight or nine years of otherwise constant barking, he's, uh, he's, he's been a real important part of the family. And we love the little guy. And there's lots of little guys out there that need your love who haven't done anything wrong except for being born to irresponsible pet owners. So no matter where you live, I guarantee there is a no-kill animal shelter in your area and that they need your help. So if you have time, if you have money, if you have inclination, if you're looking for a great charity, support your local no-kill animal shelter. Thanks. And Paco thanks you too. And we're back with... uh... Big time producer Rick Lax. Um, yeah, big shot producer. Big, oh, big, big shot. shot, even better. Hey, hey. Uh, so, yeah, big shot. Are, if you move to LA, are you going to change? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Everything. Uh, for instance, uh, these these podcasts uh, these um, these will be done. Totally. So, yeah. Too big well, league for me. I understand. Yeah, but while I'm in Vegas, well, we can you know put some in the can. But the second I get to LA. No, not going to happen. Right, right. Number changes, different emails. Yeah. I, 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 dude, I, I understand. It's it's all right. Yeah. It's like I want to. I just I, – right now I don't have the time. But if you, you know, if you can figure it out with my agent. But I, I really want to. I just can't, you know, because if I – but then I'll, I'll send you a, 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 head, a headshot. That'll be good. Right. Right, but then it'll never come. Yeah, yeah. right. Maybe. No, it'll it'll. Well, you know, it's my you know my agent. He, he'll he'll do that. Right, right. Until until I blow up, and I'm bigger than you, and then you'll come around, and I'll be like, oh, sorry, dude, whatever. You know. No, no, but I tried to. I I'm sorry. Back then, I was I was a jerk, and I'm really sorry. And please have me back on. 
And I feel so bad about the way I treated you uh, when I was in L.A. Uh, I was we got to pick somebody. But here's here's the thing: we got to pick somebody that we're going to mutually complain to each other about during this process. Okay, let's do Andrew. Let's pick Andrew. Okay. If, yeah. if we can, sounds like a... if we can find him, he's always off like watching spaceships launch and stuff. Yeah, he is a, a hard guy to track down sometimes. But I, I, I think you know people who know people who can get to him, so yeah. he'll he'll fulfill that role. I know, I know. If I ever want Andrew Maine to contact me, um, all I have to do uh, is badmouth Star Wars on social media. <laughs> <laughs> That's the equivalent of the Andrew Maine like bat signal. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty much. He's like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay, so Wizard Wars. Before you get Wizard big time, Wars. your 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 segue to being big time. You got Wizard Wars is coming back. Um, That's right. This is season one point five, I think, is what a sci-fi is officially branding it as. Yep. Um, yep. Season one point five. There are some changes. I think on... Carbonero Effect is also season one point five. Is it one point five or is it? It's true TV, so it could also it could be season like six already. Even though it's only uh, you been never know. You never know these days. But uh, but uh, yes, we are season one point five. All right, and and there's I, I noticed from the commercials there are some lineup changes. Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, Angela Funovitz cut her hair. No, no, wait. That's a, that's Billy Kidd. Different. No, no, no Billy Kidd. Uh, so, so uh, we have a new wizard, uh, Billy Kidd from the UK. She is a student of Gazo. Uh, she uh, hangs out in Canada, in the UK. Uh, she was on as a challenger. I was the say first she was season. on. Yeah. The yeah. first half and of she the did season. Great. She. Yeah, the, she she killed it. She got her uh, first round act. Got the only standing ovation of the whole uh, six uh, episode run. Whether challengers or wizards, she was the only one to get a standing ovation. So we said, uh, "This woman's fantastic. Let's let's have her on Team Wizard." So we got her. Well, there you go. So so, but other than that, we're. I mean, it's same format, just just bigger, harder, faster. Yeah, same format, bigger, harder, faster, which uh, in in reality takes the form of, I think we got fancier lights. Like, it's going to look more like who wants to be a millionaire in the heyday with, like, crazy game show lights. We got a wizard descending a staircase for these dramatic introductions. So, uh, so, so we got everyone going to look so, better. And, so before yeah. you're like, this is like Meredith Vieira who wants to be a millionaire, but we're aiming right. for Howie Mandel. Right, right, right. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, Regis, uh, millionaire. Yeah, we're oh, uh, we did the yeah, Meredith yeah, Sierra thing. We're we're going uh, we're going backwards. But even that's hard to even picture because the first six Wizard Wars, like I try to be objective about that. But I watch, uh, I'm like, ah, gosh, that is a really pretty looking show. This is a pretty looking the set, the people, everything is really pretty. And somehow they just made it even prettier. That's a combination of the production company A Smith and Co working with sci-fi, and somehow this super pretty show got even prettier. Nice, which is which is cool. And, yeah. and, and you've been so successful, which is a bonus. You know, like we, like we yeah. said, we've, we, we're kind of seeing this sci-fi magic renaissance rolling in here with, uh, with, all, with all these new shows. Um, yep. All right, so you must feel pretty good about yourself at the end of the day. Uh, I, I feel, oh my gosh, that's a drone. 
All right. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm in the middle of the park, and there is a drone with red and green lights that is hovering 100 yards from me in the air. Okay. Uh, we're talking about, do I feel good about myself? Ah, kind of. Uh, with, with respect to Wizard Wars, this is something great. I feel br- very proud of it. But uh, I, I think once you start feeling too good about yourself, you get complacent. Uh, and this is something I learned from some of the good magicians I hang out with, uh, where, uh, for instance, Copperfield, if, you know, if you compliment him after, he'll say, thank you very much, but he'll say, what was bad? What was bad with the show? How can it be better? What was wrong? And the reason that he is, you know, so good, the reason he's David Copperfield is because he's always getting better. He is never complacent. So, uh, so the, the more honest answer is, I, I don't let myself feel too good about myself for too long because that means uh, bad magic will follow. Now, um, speaking of some, some changes and some things you're doing differently, it, maybe this is just a perception because you're putting up more video of it, but are you performing more? Uh, I, God, I performed like twice at, uh, at Jeffrey Fried's Wonderground. But I've definitely been doing, uh, been doing a lot more videos for Penguin Magic, product demo videos, where I look at all these tricks that are out there, where they're pretty good, but I just see, ah, it could be so much better if you did this one little change to it. So I'll do the change to these pre-existing products, and then I'll make a video out of that at Starbucks. And uh, quietly, I've racked up a million hits on this, uh, this Penguin channel, which isn't a lot compared to you know, most of your, your guests are the videos, but those videos are for the general public. These are videos just for magicians. So it's a, a pretty good amount within one year, and people are curious about how these tricks can be improved. So uh, just as on Wizard Wars, on the, the TV show, everyone's uh, creating new original magic routines quietly for Penguin Magic. I, too, have been uh, uh, creating original magic routines. Which, which, yeah, I, I watched that. Those, those are very cool, and you do seem to spend a lot. You do actually between that and your Twitter, you spend an inordinate amount of time at Starbucks. Are you a barista? Yeah, I, I, I uh, they know my name for the most part, or they at least know me as the guy who does weird stuff in front of his webcam. Uh, you know, better than having an office. You don't have to pay rent. The Wi-Fi works ninety-five percent of the time. So sure, I spend most of the time at Starbucks. That's cool. The guy who does weird stuff in front of his webcam has so many positive, yeah, yeah. like different con- no, no, connotations. Just, no, like yeah, use that however you want. Put it on the card. Just just put it under the interview. Relax, guy who does weird stuff in front of his webcam. That could, that, I mean, that could that could literally be on like the police APB <laughs> looking for white male. Wait, wait, wait. Are you are you are you saying there's a second meaning to doing weird things in front of your webcam aside from magic trick? I'm saying um, that there's a possibility. Oh, 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 come on. Oh, I, oh, really? Come on. I can't, uh, let, uh, I, I see what you're going for, and honestly, I'm offended, uh, and I think we should move on. You're not offended. You're embarrassed you were caught. I, I, <laughs> there's I'm, a difference. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I I don't have the capacity to be embarrassed or offended because I never do anything embarrassing. So there. But that's I'm just saying that's not what you want on your business card. Rick Lax guy. Probably who does not. Weird right. in, 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 re, in retrospect, yes. In retrospect, the guy who does weird things on the webcam. You're right. In retrospect, I guess I could phrase that differently. Like bad section of the yellow pages to be in. 
I, yes, I agree. So, uh, the when, when Wizard Wars comes back here, which we'll we'll get this up uh, before the show premieres on Thursday, the 29th, Sci-Fi. Was it? You said oh yeah, nine Central, ten ten Eastern. Uh, Ma- yeah, it's ten o'clock for to most follow. people. Ten o'clock for the real Americans. Uh, nine o'clock. I don't even know what the Central District is. But it's most. I think for most people, it's ten. For some people, it's it's nine. Also, that day they're showing all the old Wizard Wars during the day. So, and then the close-up kings come after. So, we've pretty much just changed the, the Sci-Fi Network into the uh, Magic Network. There you go. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Billy Kids on now. Can can you tip anybody who's going to be on? Yeah, I can uh, because if you look carefully at the uh, at the Wizard Wars uh, sizzle reel, they've or the trailer, uh, you you see uh, spots of people. So in the season premiere, uh, we've got David Sharif and Bill Cook as one team. Uh, and I can tell you that they do uh, the cups and balls with a uh, the top of a tiki torch in a way that the cups and balls has never been done before, which is pretty crazy because if you look at the judging panel, Penn and Teller have an incredible cups and balls routine. Latimer has an incredible cups and balls routine. But this thing that David Sharif and Bill Cook do with cups and balls is just insane that they were able to get it done. And they go up against uh, two Vegas magicians. We got Greg Dow, who's the shocker we spoke of earlier, and Sean Scott. Uh, he's a street magician out on Fremont Street, and they do uh, the most incredible thing with a tennis racket. That just—I uh, I took a separate video on my cell phone of it, and when I tell people about the new season and try to convey to them how good the magic is, I show them the video of this tennis racket trick. Cool, nice. Now, um. Just behind the scenes on the show, there's some now that everybody's seen it. There's some things I always wonder, like uh, because I don't think they you ever say once you give the teams, be they the the wizard and the and the the second round or even in the first round, their their yep. box of stuff. How much time do they have? Yep. You know, we we don't get into it, but uh, as the listeners of this podcast will know, usually magicians take months or years to come up with a new routine. Uh, here we are doing it in a much, much shorter period of time. You're right, on the show, uh, we don't really say, uh, but I will tell you it is super short. Some teams perform without uh, ever getting to fully... Uh, uh, run through their whole routine. Uh, and also remember, it's, it's especially hard for the wizard because we tape all six uh, show days in, in just three days. And all the wizards, they never have the same partner. So they have to prepare all these routines with different partners. And in that respect, it, it's even harder than it looks on camera. Okay. Uh, another kind of inside baseball thing, I, I, I think the magicians wonder, I don't know that, you know, other people care as much, but uh, if you find yourself on Wizard Wars, uh, do you yeah. kind of do you get who gets to pick the teams? Do you get to say like, oh, I know this guy, or you come on with somebody, or or do you do you sit there and that's part of your evil maniacal plan, and you're like, I'm going to put them together, ha ha ha? No, we try to just pair people uh, regionally. Uh, that that's what we've been doing. So if it's two guys from Vegas and maybe. Uh, Two guys from Philly, like in an upcoming episode, we got uh, Masato and Eric Jones. 
they kind of come from the same area, so we paired them up. Uh, but we do, on this season, we have our, our first and only uh, duo episode of Wizard Wars where we got uh, Jarrett and Raja going up against uh, Tyler and Misty Knight. Uh, they, they all come from Vegas. But, uh, yeah, that, that was our first ever duo episode uh, where the guys, they, you knew each other in events because they were your partners. And uh, that, that made for an interesting episode because everyone else, they're meeting for the first time and coming together to do magic with strangers. Uh, but in this one episode, we've got experienced teams. Nice. And then now next, next time you can get teams and then make them work with the other person. Ha, 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 ha. Like an evil tag Wait, team. Wait, did... Oh, evil tag team. Like you think you're going to come on the show with the person that you work with and then you get to set and we're like, actually... Here with this person, right? Uh, but yeah, no, we do we do the regional pairings. We try to pair people up though if they generally don't know each other. In the first season, there was a couple of uh, guys who had a little bit of a rivalry, and uh, I said, "Hey, this could be for an interesting episode because these guys have a real rivalry." And the response was like, "No, we don't want it to be about insider baseball magician stuff. We just want it to be about the the magic." So you see, we we don't on Wizard Wars. We don't have the traditional reality beats. We don't do people crying or people getting in fights. It really is about showcasing good magic. Yeah, I mean, thankfully you don't like put everybody together in a house and make them <laughs> make them stay there and yeah, film all that. Which, uh, <laughs> but no, you you've got a great yeah, show, man, and people love it, which is awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and have we have we done it? Was I was I a good? Because again, the repeat guests—that's a lot of pressure. I know, right? We're now walking away from this, do you want to have more repeat guests, or was this kind of like, well, we learned our lesson on that one? Well, I don't know. I mean, I th- I think in, in the future, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of make sure they're not homeless and standing in a park, surrounded by ducks. I see. See, I disagree. I think that added, and I think that was cool. Where you ask a magic question, and I go, "Oh my God, there's a drone." Uh, I think that's fun, but. Uh, the people listening to this who made it all the way to the end, you guys could probably leave comments in the comment section below and let us know whether you want the park uh, interview series to continue or whether next time uh, I should just uh, be in my apartment like a reasonable magician. I, I, dude, I don't believe you have an apartment. I, I, I put this all together. Here. You're always in Starbucks. You're in the park now. It's like, oh, crap. I guess the last time you were in the library or something, maybe using their Wi-Fi. Oh, I've, I've tipped my hand. I need money. Just please, yeah. a place to watch stay. Wizard, watch been, Wizard Wars. Rick Lax needs a place, please, man. Please watch Wizard Wars. Please. Please get me out of this, this park. I can't. I'm on the bench and the geese poo is just yeah, killing me. Please just, watch. Yeah, it's like I just realized you're going to L.A. if you can hop the right train. That's so sad. Yes. Oh, gosh. And they move so fast. And if you do conductor, you, you, you got to find where there's a bend. You got to find a bend in the rails because they got to slow down. That's that's how you have to Okay. Go. All right, I can do that. This is practical knowledge. So this is good. Hey, We've not hey, only entertained your viewers, there was, we've also uh, educated them. There was a time, I think, where the average magician would know how to hop a train. <laughs> oh, that's, that's I think if sure. this was, you know... And you hear this... I, I tricked uh, 1914. About... We would all know how to hop a train <laughs> and get, get out of town if necessary. <laughs> and that would be a good broadcast to replay now because uh, Rick Thomas is doing the illusionist 1903 or 1913 or whatever it is. 
Uh, so we might, we might whip out the old, uh, centennial iTrix uh, I, podcast. I gotta uh, admit when honor. I saw that and I, we ran that on iTrix, uh, that one kind of intrigued me. I, I was like, yeah. you know, I could, I could see myself sitting through a show like that. Really? Yeah, I, mean, I think so. Really kind of, I, I could see that. That's, that seems crazy. And poster, good looking poster. We can admit that we're friends. Yeah, and, and I mean, the there's some good mustaches like on that poster. They're right up there with Neil Patrick Harris's mustache in, in a million ways to die in the West. It's got that. Oh yeah, yeah. and but back then, back then, forty percent of magic was you know mustache based. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, because you could you yeah. you know you would like hide stuff in your prodigious sideburns or whatever. So, of course, yeah. of course, that was that was where dubs originally came from, right. and then Johnny Thompson figured out that you could put them in your jacket, and now that's what people do today. But, uh, yeah, before that, it was all, all facial hair-based appearances. Right, right. And, and it's, you know, it's changed forever, except for that brief time in the 70s where, where you know, chest hair was the way to go. That's right. Yeah. That's right, just because it's so close to where the dubs get produced anyways. Exactly. But, uh, it's like, boom. And that's why, that's why Henning never made it, because he was too bare-chested uh, and, you know. And he, and, he, and he wouldn't wear the medallion, which is the other great place to hide everything. Absolutely. That's how Flavor Flav did his uh, dub appearance in the 1998 New Year's Eve rocking special. Dude, how awesome would it be to have Flavor Flav on a magic show? <laughs> it's a magic show. I would, I would go see that I, in a second. In a I'm sec- pretty I would sure we can make that happen. Judge, get there. Judging by Flavor Flav's reality participation, I'm pretty sure we could get Flavor Flav. He, uh, you, he'd be like the best audience ever. Was he not on Celebrity Cadabra? How could he? How could they not have put him on Celebrity Cadabra? Who was? How did they mess that up? I don't think he was. Like um, kid and or play was on. I don't remember which one. Uh, uh, the one with the hair was on. Right, 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 right. But I don't ever remember if that's kid or play. <laughs> yeah, I need like a mnemonic device to remember okay. between the two of them. We'll figure that. We'll figure that out for the next Chris, time. Chris if, Reed, again, I believe, if, is his if, real name. Straight, but. But yeah. Wow, no, you know the I, real name. You just don't know the. Yeah, huh. isn't that weird? Yeah, uh, you know, wait, you well, know, I'm, nine, 90s hip hop is not my thing. I, I have to. I'm glad that there's still mystery in the world because I feel like we've exposed so many. This has really been an exposure podcast, yeah. so I'm glad that there's some mystery that we're at least leaving people with. And I've got a new mission. I'm gonna get Flavor Flav. I'm gonna do close up magic Go for, for him. I'm gonna film it, yep. and I'm gonna I'm gonna sell that pilot to Sci-Fi. <laughs> you, you, my friend, you just have a success on your hand, and I just hope you will uh, remember me when it comes time to uh, to cast the show and fill it up. with Well, you uh, know, I need a big ma- time producer. I need a big shot yeah. producer to help that's, make that happen. That's that's what it says on my card. That is me. You've Dude. done it. All right. Well, then let's yeah, th- then let's th- let's bring this podcast too close so you and me can talk some business. Sounds like a plan. All right. Hey, until next week, for everything happening in the world of magic, visit itrix.com. And to get more of Rick Lax, you can catch him at, give us your digital uh, Ricklax.com. Ricklax.com? What about your Twitter? What's your Twitter? Is it easy? Uh, at Rick Lax. There you I, go. I, did good. I jumped on the Twitter. I got at Rick Lax. With Instagram, not so much luck. Uh, InstaRick, InstaLax was taken. Uh, I think even InstaRicklax was taken. So I have to be CareBear97. Uh, but, uh, you know, you do what you can. Dude, you're 
name is CareBear97 and you do weird things in front of a webcam. This is just all stacking against you. Yeah, this. Yeah, if we really take the worst parts from this interview, I'm seeing how this could be used against me. Uh, this might have been a mistake in retrospect. Yeah, you're not the first guest yeah. to say that. Uh, but thanks yeah. for being on, and everybody, thanks for listening. We'll 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 see you again soon on the iTricks Week in Review. Until then, iTricks.com. <laughs>